Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Mr. Benjamin's ADD Experience Live, back for 2022. I told you I was going to be coming back, and here I am doing the thing again. So I know it's like 6.03 or something like that, but ah, don't, don't add me on that one because, hey, this is Instagram. It's Instagram Live. We do things how we do it and keep it going. Today, we've got on a special guest. Um, most of the creators that I bring on are your, your artists, your writers, your software developers, a lot of the people that I know from my normal run-of-the-mill kinds of things. But today we have on Denise Espaleta, um, and she'll correct me if I said her name wrong uh, in a second. But we're going to have her on to talk about her journey. It's an interesting one. She's gone from uh, marketing to uh, being a creative director. She's done uh, stuff with a travel agency. Um, a little story history, it's kind of cool. So I wanted to have her on, definitely. I met her while working on a mural project that was really fun. So we got I got to see the artistic side of her. And we're going to go ahead and bring her on and get that going in a second. As I said, don't mind me because I'm rusty. I haven't done this in 21. We've seen like ages ago. But we're going to get into this thing and have some fun. Oh, there she is. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Well, you seem you seem all ready and prepared for this thing. I tried. I tried to prepare today. <laughs> no, you know when I thought you uh, when you did the test shot before, I thought I was going to see the red brick background and uh, the other shot, but this is a different area. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the red brick and in front of the window. Sorry, this other setup behind me. Awesome. We got a little art back there to make it a little more artsy. I get you. Yeah, I tried, you know. So how have you been? You've had a uh, you had a busy week, you said. Um, <laughs> a lot of things are going on. Super Bowl and everything is coming around. So how's it been going? Um, it was really busy. We moved into this loft um, early this year, like January 1. And so it was our first big event for Stealthy Presents. Um yeah, it was, it's our first big event. So I actually got to put my vision to life um, with how I wanted everything set up. And it looked really great. I was really happy with it. All right. So your premiere little launch. So really yeah. quickly, uh, tell us about what it is that you're you're doing. So my boyfriend and I, well, my boyfriend's company is called Stealthy Presents. And he wanted to put music and food together. Um, when we first started, it was infused food, but now it's just food and rising chefs in LA. So, um, and my effort towards that is Stealthy Presents um, and bringing it into more of a high, high-end um, experience with the food and the music. Okay. So, um, that's not, that sounds very cool. Uh, I like the, like the idea of that. Um, I expected to go great places and all that jazz. So really quickly, um, I know you've, uh, I, I know I asked about this question before and I'm trying not to make it sound like a big question, but really quickly, just give us an overview, like of, uh, you know, who you are and what you do very quickly. Just. Um, so I would say that I'm a traveler some and experiencing entrepreneurship for the first time. Um, I come from corporate America and I worked in commercial real estate for like eight years. 
and then um, decided that I wanted to go out on my own. And now I'm trying to figure out um, in what avenue that makes sense for me and just kind of testing things out. That's um, that's actually similar to, uh, I didn't know about the commercial real estate. I knew you worked in corporate, but I didn't know it was commercial real estate. Somebody else I had on before worked in commercial real estate, wasn't really feeling it. There were too many uh, freedom vibes she had to have and she went on now she's doing her thing. So what was it about the corporate America that, that wasn't vibing with you? Um, I think it was good experience for me and it really propelled me to, I think, become a successful entrepreneur, um, and have the, I like confidence to like pursue what I want and, um, really going into like a dark tunnel and looking at the light. I just don't know what that story is like. Um, but commercial real estate marketing is like all avenues and I'm like a small business owner and I'm helping other small business owners with marketing and, and trying to get their business up and running, whether they're like a big corporate company or like a mom and pop beauty shop and trying to help and collaborate. And that really, those tools help me with what I'm trying to do right now. Okay. So when you're, when you were at working the commercial real estate, was that when you were doing the marketing or was the marketing? Yeah. Okay. So you were marketing for commercial real estate marketing. I I'm not in sales or, um, yeah, I, I didn't do leasing or sales. I work with those teams to build them up or provide them information that they needed to know to bring in the right tenants for the properties. Right. So, and when, when we met, you were working, um, on doing, I'm not even sure what you recall what you were doing, but you were, uh, you know, corralling artists, uh, getting murals set up and making sure the whole process of getting this community uh, job was put together properly. So well, that, that, that was at the tail end, I guess, of your creative director marketing kind of thing. Yeah. So that is part of one of the marketing arms in commercial real estate is connecting mm -hmm. with the community. And, um, for that, we were beautifying the center and bringing in the community to help us do that in a way that, so someone who lives in the community can express themselves hmm. at the center so that we can bring the community um, closer and and help the community come together at that center to be the hub, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <clears throat> and um, before, we, before we continue right quick, I uh, want to give a shout out to everybody stopping through. Uh, Marie, Joe, Fred Kubert, um, Bill 489, JMJ 13, Kosher F, uh, and Ayumi Malib. I don't know how to say that last. Uh, <laughs> it is just Yumi. She's my nail lady. Oh, okay. Very yeah. often. Very Shout out to Yumi. Yes, you got a lot of love here in the chat. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys want to ask any questions, um, they'll scroll by unless you use the little chat question button. So, just want to make sure everybody knows that. Um, but yeah, go ahead and ask things and I'll stop it anytime if someone asks a question and then we'll address it. But what I wanted to jump into now was understanding your your mindset, because this is a scary leap to go from, for a lot of people at least, to go from the corporate thing. You know, they, I don't know how, how much people, uh, I don't think people realize how much corporate America kind of does for you when they, they're handling all your insurance, you have the steady paycheck, you've just got everything in line and in order. 
And then suddenly you want to try to leave that. What was your mindset that made you say, you know what, I have to do my thing. Uh, Just tell us a bit about what that process of stopping, realizing, and moving on was like. Um, It took a really long time because uh, it's comfortable. And it's all you know. It's all I know. It's all that I'm around knows. I mean, everyone works for a company. It, it's really, I have my uncle who's a really big, he's an entrepreneur. I have another uncle that they started, but they were mechanics and they opened up mm-hmm. shops. So it was like the next best, the next thing for them. And it, and I don't really know what um, steps they took once they became entrepreneurs, but it took me a really long time to take this leap because I wanted to start a travel company and I knew that I wanted to travel and start tours. And I didn't know what that meant. That's not my background. That's not, it's just totally different. And so I just like watched a bunch of YouTube videos and like, you need to do that. Like, how can I do that? And also, um, you know, inspire people the way that these people are inspiring me, Mm -hmm. kind of if that makes sense. And then also like, how can I make it easy for people to want to do those things or to be able to do that? So like I was meeting a lot of people, this is when I was living in Philly. Um, I was meeting a lot of people that were my age. I was like 27 at the time and they just didn't have, their friends were either married and had had kids and they, and they were still single and they weren't, they didn't have anyone to travel with. Mm -hmm. So that idea for me came was like, how can I, like create a space where people can travel together that are all they're singles or they want to explore. And because we find ourselves waiting for people yeah, so that yeah. we can feel comfortable to make that leap ourselves. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wanted to go to Bali for three years and I was just not wanting to do it by myself. And so I kept waiting for hopefully someone to want to do it with me. And mm-hmm. then I was just like, no, screw it. Like I'm just going to do it myself. Cause if I keep waiting I'm just going to, I might be waiting forever. So who did my team, And I need to do that for myself. So this is interesting because who did you, who, I don't want to say learn from, but who did you learn from or model after, if, if anybody, or was a lot of it just like, you know what, I'm just going to research and do this um, because I need to. I just researched and I, and I did it. Nice. Yeah, I will. I went. There was um, one of my friends was a travel vlogger, mm-hmm. and when I quit my job in Philly, I was like, I don't have a job right now. Like, what can I do? And then he was like, I'm in Bali, and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna go to Bali then. Yeah. So th- I went to Bali and I stayed there for three weeks. And at that time, I was really nervous. I think if I had the guts to just stay there and push through and like figure out what it is that I wanted to do, but. At that time, I was still in the mindset of like, I need to get a job. I need to go back to work. Like I quit my job so I can move back to LA, but where like now, like I need to go, I'm like, I'm having fun right now, but I'm going to go back because that's all I know. And that's Mm -hmm. comfortable. So it took me a while to like break free from that mentality. No, I think um, uh, the breaking free, taking an action, uh, at least for me, you know, you find a, a relatively safe thing. You say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'll find out what kind of happens when I get there. And I think, um, you know, that's why I, I kind of was attracted to the creative spirit that you've got 
when you said, you know what, I'm just going to go do this and we're going to learn. And then from there, I'll be able to see a lot more. And did that, does that make sense? Yeah, that's like, that's, that's basically what I'm doing. I'm like in, I'm, it took me a while to peel away. Mm -hmm. And now that I have, I want to stay here. My best friend, Marie, she's on, she's on the, um, the chat, but she knows that when I got back from Bali, I was like, I need to find a job. I need to start working again. Like as soon as my feet touched LA, yeah. I was like, I'm going to go back to the way I was before. And, you know, I came back in October and now I'm kind of in January, February. And now I'm starting to feel comfortable. Like maybe that's just not the path that I'm on, you know? And if I did really truly want that, it would, I would be attracting it into my life. And I'm not because what it is, is I'm, I'm trying to do this for myself. And yeah. So did you, did you try to find a job and the energy coming back wasn't right or what? I did, I did, but I just wasn't that adamant. Like before I would be like Denise 1.5. Cause I'm like 2.0 now. <laughs> yep. would have been like all over LinkedIn, all over indeed applying, applying, applying interview, interview, interview. And it's just not, that's not even where I'm at. I, I even got like a small retail job before mm-hmm. the last time I was in this place because I was just like waiting for the another job and I'm not even there. I'm still like, you know, using my savings and trying to make all of this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. And I mean, also I have help from my friends and my boyfriend, it's like totally helping and we're working together to make this Delphi Presents happen. So it's like a team effort, but I'm the marketing person. And so I'm doing all of that. Like, it's, it's not like I'm like, not, I, and I guess when they say you do everything as an entrepreneur, you really yeah. don't know what it means until you're really freaking doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Oh wait, I have to go. Huh. And it's just some mundane thing. Like go to the store and buy legal pads or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, my friend asked me recently, she was like, so now that you're like working for yourself, do you still have like office hours? Like, do you, I'm like, yes, I still wake up at like eight 30 and I start working. I start working from bed, yeah. you know, which is something that started during COVID anyway. So it's nothing new, but uh, yeah, I, it's the same. It's just, you know, you're your own boss. And mm-hmm. I kind of like that because I'm bossy. Nice. So I, I should be my own boss. <laughs> Does that keep you um does that routine keep you disciplined um, and, and and flowing? Does it work for you to just, uh, you know, you say you wake up at the same time and continue that. So you've got a routine. Yes, I have a routine. And every Monday I create a checklist. And whether I look at that checklist all the time, sometimes I don't. And then I look and I'm like, oh, I did all of those things already. Moving on to the next. Yeah. Like I don't always cross off the items on the checklist and then I'll, go back to that page because I'll create a new checklist and then I will have seen that I've completed that list. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, I'm kind of, like I need a list because mm-hmm. my, like the creativity just keeps going and I need to like refocus it. Yes. That is one of the reasons I call this the ADD experience, uh, our design and development. It's just when creatives start trying to do things, they'll go left, right over here, there, down some random rabbit hole. Uh, it's great, but yes, uh, keeping organization and some kind of 
uh, trajectory is definitely good. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I recently started, uh, instead of calling it a to-do list, because that actually gave me a little anxiety and just, <laughs> it was like, oh my God, I've got all these things I have to do, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. I have to do. And that's one of the reasons I kind of left corporate America was because they kept telling me these things I had to do. And I was looking at what I quote unquote had to do versus what I wanted to do or where I thought I could do things. And it was just giving, it was just this kind of friction. So I started reframing it as an opportunity list. You know, hey, I I have an opportunity to, you know, connect with 18 more people today. I can fit it in here. I have an opportunity to do this. And so I just reframed it. And it's just, it's, it's interesting how just that bit of reframing, you know, you can start to flow better with it. Like, oh yeah, I could call such and such. And it just flows and it's fun as opposed to being a burden. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, you know, your words create your reality. Definitely. Like that time that reconnects with that. Like I, I'm trying to be a little bit more mindful with like how I articulate things or how I say things to make sure that I'm getting my, like my, like what I'm trying to say out in the, in, and it's received well. Yeah. Like the way that I've meant it to come out or that I'm using these certain words so that it's building my world. Yeah, you're talking about the way you speak to yourself and the way you're, yourself. And- Self and out. We can, and- like, we can okay. let it out. It, like, it, like, uh, I don't know how I put, how to say that, but, like, what the words you use create mm-hmm. your, your reality. So, yes. Yeah. I try and- what, what I meant by that was uh, I'm just making the distinction between, and maybe there isn't such a distinction, but I was making the distinction between talking to people and just the way you frame things um, when you go about your daily communication with who, whoever it's with. So yeah. that's what I was getting at. Um, but I do also respect very much the the manifesting energetic woo-woo spiritual side. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, I don't I don't know if people like the woo-woo word or not or whatever, <laughs> but I think it's funny. I like it, so I say uh-huh. it. I say juju. <laughs> juju. Okay. <laughs> you know, same. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. has that all have you always uh had a little of the juju going on? Um I think it's always been around. It's just uh I'm I'm like connected to it in a different way, mm. you know. I okay. think a little bit more mindful, like tools that I've learned in the past few years that have helped me. Like I've definitely uh, was one to spiral, you know. Like one of my best friends, Sonny's like, I love a good spiral. Like I was definitely one to spiral. I don't know and, what that means. Like when you like. There is like a, I don't know how to, it's a, I don't know the word for it, but there's a, there's a, a psychological like ton, like a, have you ever seen it? It kind of looks like um, an hourglass, you know, okay. it's like, it goes like this. Okay. And um, so there are low vibrating emotions and high vibrating emotions. Okay. And let's say you're like, scared 
And then there's other emotions that go under that. And then that's when you spiral, you kind of keep going down. Mm. And then when you say like you're trying to vibrate high, you have to climb okay. to, to overcome that feeling so that then you can feel the next feeling of feeling higher. Okay. It, I don't know. So anyway, I, I, know it's, sim- I know similar concepts. I'm not sure I've ever seen this hourglass. It's the best idea. Though. Okay. I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. And once I saw that and I, and also I'm, I'm like, like, I like um, goals. Yeah. So like next steps and it like kind of brings it like that. And so it helps me like when I'm feeling low or I'm, I'm attracted, I'm like something has triggered me to feel this certain experience, like feeling, then I know like, okay, feel that feeling, understand what that means to you. And then kind of move forward in healing. And so you can vibrate higher so that when those feelings do come back again, you don't go back because like your mind and your emotions are are separate. I'm not a psychologist. This is just like what I've learned. This is so, and this is my favorite topic. <laughs> yes. I freaking love talking about this. So your mind and your like thoughts in your mind and your emotions are separate. So if you um let's say you remember something like uh you said something dumb today. Okay. Like you're like talking to somebody and you're like, oh, that was so stupid. I put my foot in my foot in my mouth however whatever saying how's that saying but that's it yeah. you you said that and now you're like kind of dragging yourself for it for the rest of the day right so then you start thinking other experiences that have made you feel that feeling because your mind thinks you want to feel that way right so it's right. feeding you so it's feeding you past experiences so that you can um, continue to feel that way because it doesn't know that it feel it means that it's bad. It just it's just like oh, I'm giving her what she wants, right? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But understanding like that you don't that to just feel it and kind of like move forward and right, not right. and like and kind of have that mental capacity to not feed yourself so that you keep going down. Right. So you acknowledge it, but don't dwell in it. Yeah, dwell like. For me, dwelling is like staying is like thinking a lot about that same thing. Okay. But this is like spiraling is like thinking of something that is dissimilar, like another time that you might have felt stupid. Mm-hmm. And then another time you might have felt stupid so that you can continue to like feed that emotion and keep going down that path. Right. So that would I be guess- the, that would be the lower part of the right but you want to but you feel it and then you want to kind of um climb up and like progress so that you can heal it and and like not be there all the time right yeah which I was one to do that I was when I was in Philly like I love that city so much but it brought out a really dark part of me Mm -hmm. that um I just felt like I had achieved everything that I sought out for. I was like 27 and I was running the marketing for um, the food and shops inside of Philadelphia International Airport. I was working with the people that ran the city of Philadelphia. I was yeah, 27. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I it was a big goal of mine to be that and not go to, and not get my master's degree. Hmm. And and then I achieved that, and I just didn't feel happy. 
I was like, wow, like this is going to be the rest of my life. And I don't know if this is what I want. And then I felt really bad about that because I had worked so hard to achieve. You, you work so hard to achieve something you think you want and then you get there and then it's not and it's devastating. It was for me, especially being a goal oriented person. And I was about so, to ask. Yeah. And so having to reel it back in, being in a dark space, like really like just choosing me and like finding what it is that made me happy mm -hmm. and and being on the path of like your like mental health. And and that's where kind of spirituality came in, because before it was just like having faith and God, which mm -hmm. is something that I was talking to my like one of my really good friends about yesterday um and now and now it's become like a merge of like faith god and mental health and awareness and like spiritual like i i really loved full moon because i like that i'm releasing something and i'm prompted to release something every month even if it's not something really big and i guess that you can call that spiritual woo woo yeah. But it's also like a mental, it's like a mental health thing too. If sure. you're not a spiritual person, it's just a time to like release. Now, now when you say release, um, what do you mean by that? Like, um, letting go of a burden or letting, yeah, letting go of something, healing something that might, um, be affecting you, um, shedding light on something that might be affecting you might be the okay. first step. Um, I I always say like I release things that are in the way of what I'm manifesting or that I want or goals. If people aren't spiritually manifestations are truly just goals and you know, releasing any mental blocks, anything that might be preventing you from getting to that place. Right. I have a uh it's I, it's funny. I come from a um my my parents were both uh Art, artsy types of parents. My mother was a professor of music and my father was a sign painter and a portrait artist. So that's what I come from. But at some point when I was young, I decided to rebel and get into computers because they didn't know anything <laughs> about that tech stuff, right? And, uh -huh. you know, I, I ended up making video games later on. So I kind of came back full circle. But being in technology for so long, I have a... I had a different view of, you know, the way people relate to each other and um, spirituality. I, I saw it as a very kind of, no, this adds up to this, and da, 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 it's mathematic, whatever. Mm -hmm. But very recently, I've started to relate the two. Like, wait a minute, it's still all one kind of uh, universe, if you will. There's all, it's all together. So mm -hmm. um, we had this, I had this concept in development where you're always, um, building your build maintain acquire and release and you're kind of flipping back between those four phases when you're trying to create something you know you're yeah. so when you're building you're actually like constructing the thing when you're maintaining you're just like okay we got to keep this in good condition whatever uh you're acquiring you're trying to find new information or new materials but the release phase that was always where you exhibited growth where you're like you know what we're good with this one thing we, we've gotten past that. We can release it, let it go out, um, and we can make space for something new. So 
it's it's funny. It just as I talk to more and more people, I start relating all these concepts, and they all make sense when they work together. So it's a yeah. I think um, I feel like all of these things are really aligned. Like the way that you've learned it is just matches the way that your personality will receive it. Mm-hmm. Totally. So we just we all just find the like. I always say like religion is the book is a guide to life and we're just all finding what guide makes sense for us. Yeah. So with, um, now you, were were you always like this or was there just some, uh, like this, sorry. Were you always, uh, kind of on the spiritual side of things or did at some point you're like, Hey, let me look into somebody or, um, you know, you put me on to Brene Brown. Uh, I didn't actually know about her until I started going through that playlist you put out there. Yeah. Um, so, um, I've like, I think I've always been spiritual because God has always been in my life, but I'm not like, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Catholic. Like I, my mom has taught me to really be like more of God is in your heart and you have a relationship with God in the way that you create or build. And you go through tough times because it makes your your relationship with God and faith closer. Mm-hmm. And um, I've also learned, like in the past few years, that God is within you. Maybe God God is not this like all knowing being like up in the sky, but that God is you, and you are the creator of you in your world and your reality. And that was mind blowing for me because yeah. I was like, oh, like it's not like it could it could be both. You know, like when you're praying and you're like, I don't know if you pray, but when you pray, like you're really talking to yourself, you're really telling yourself things. And also, and also if you believe in like a higher power being that you're connecting to that person or that thing, that spirit, like out there. Right, right. You know, bigger. So like, I I guess to answer your question, it's, it's evolved for me. The more that I've learned, the more um, uh, books that I've read, uh, the more YouTube videos I've watched on like, because I'm not a huge reader. I'm not even going to front like, oh, I've read so many books. I don't read that many books. I read, I listen to videos that reference the books. And then if I really want to, then I'll like crack open that book or I'll buy it. But since I left Philly, I've really... um, learned a lot about spirituality yourself self and um how you are the master creator even yeah. though i think i knew that already mm-hmm. it was it's just a different application okay of, like learning that stuff, learning yeah now was it was it something about the la air that you got here you're like oh my god i get it now and you you know you went to whatever yoga classes or uh you just no, no, I was here before Philly. So I went to college out here. Oh, okay. okay. I'm from Virginia. So I'm from Virginia. And I was like, Mom, I want to go to college in California. So I moved to San Diego first. I see. I see. I'll stay at LA. Okay. And um, I was out here first. And I just, I moved around a lot when I was little. And um, I've lived in LA the longest I've ever lived anywhere. Okay. You know, I stayed, I stayed in San Diego too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a I, nice place. I know, right? A lot of people, you know, I had a friend out here, and he was thinking that it was like, you know, it's the small little beach town, and I'm like, no, it's got several million people in it. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? 
and yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. But um, no, San Diego was a great place. I uh, was there from 2003 until 2011 ish. I think I was there from 11 to 13. Okay. 10 to 13, something like that. 11, 13, 10, 13, something. It was, I was there for like almost two years. Okay. And then I got into Cal State LA and SDSU and my mom was like, stay in San Diego. And I was like, peace out. I'm going to LA. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So the reason I was want to ask and um, thank you for sharing about the spirituality um, being the creator uh, manifester that you are. It's I think it's very interesting. A lot of creative people or people who just build their own environment, they build their own reality. They start having this connection with some sort of energy, some sort of higher power, some sort of thought process. That all kind of aligns, as you say. And I just think that's very interesting that I always catch that thread within people when they get really creative. They're like, yeah, this is, do you know what I'm saying? Or yeah, that? I think it's faith mm -hmm. and passion. Okay. Because uh, those are really big drivers. Like, you know, you could be, you have, I think you have to have at least one of those things, whether you know it or not, to like, be courageous and and create and and courageous enough to share your creations right right you know so have you what what fears uh did you have because right now i'm listening to you and like oh god just she's fearless she just goes in and does whatever but uh, i think my friends would say that i think but i it's it's really scary it it takes it takes me a long time to take the leap, but once I'm committed to that, I'm there. Okay. You know, and the like we were talking about earlier, like just managing your thoughts. And I'm not gonna lie, like there are days it's like a, a morning where I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? Mm. Then I'll pull up Indeed, and then I'll be, and then I'll be like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then I'll close it, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Indeed, being the but, job hunting site, yeah, yeah, the job hunting. You know, we're we're not sponsored by, Indeed. but um, anyway, I it's you just have to just have faith. Like, you just know. Like, I just know. I I know that whatever I'm working on right now, because in my past, whatever I've worked on has always grown, and I've always I've always achieved whatever I've sought out for. Always. It's and it just takes time. And whatever you put your energy into will grow. And if you have blockers or limiting beliefs in what that means for you, then those will stay. Yeah. So you have to overcome those things. You have to um, you know, be in a strong mental space to be able to overcome those because you're always gonna reference your past in the negative light, usually. And that's what's because your ego wants you to stay still because it's scared. Absolutely. Um, so with, uh, with, with your creativity and, you know, building and creating um, and just getting out there and doing things, where do you think that we're, we're in a weird time right now, I believe, um, with the, I don't, 
I really think people are underestimating the effect that the internet and this connectivity has had on the human race. With putting your ideas out there and trying to create, how does how do you feel about social media in terms of being able to create or the interconnectivity, not even social media, just the internet and creating? It makes me nervous because it's out okay. there. Mm-hmm. So like when I first went to when I first left to go to Bali. I just told people I was moving there. I didn't tell people I was like starting a company. I just like was like, I'm just moving. Yay, I'm traveling. And then it took me a little bit of time to want to share that I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, well, right now, Bali's like impossible to get into. And if it's not right now, it's not impossible, but it's mad expensive. Yeah. And that's not what I, that's not what I want for my travelers. Right. So I'm waiting. But, yeah, it's it's scary. Like, I want to share and I want to put myself out there, but it's just a scary thing. Like, this is scary for me. This was hard. Like, I being, like, just being live, yeah. being live and talking to somebody about, like, my thoughts and stuff is, like, it's overwhelming. But I'm trying to get over it because, you know, I'm not, you follow me on TikTok and I'm on TikTok every day. I try to make videos because I'm trying to be comfortable because I know this is, like, part of the journey yeah totally um if you, in case you didn't know i am the consummate introvert i do i i'm not shy at all i i broke myself out of that a long time ago started doing stand-up comedy and trying to host events whatever i could but it's still not where i'm most comfortable you know uh, i just needed to do it because i knew so many people who were into speaking connecting um being very sociable and interconnected in that way that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get left behind if I don't at least understand this. So it became a thing. Um, but yes, I understand the fears because I'm a, I don't even know if you would consider yourself an introvert, but whatever, but it's a great thing. And I'm one, um, if you'd like a membership card, I can send you one later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, am I, I don't know. Am I an introvert? I think I can be. Mm-hmm. And I like my time by myself, but I'm very social, like outgoing. I have like, I can make friends with, I can make friends in, in a certain rooms. Like I can have conversations with people in rooms, but the internet is different. Like that's in person. And the internet is like, I don't know. It just makes me nervous. So yeah, you got on, um, because, uh, when I, when I met you and, um, you know, shout out to Marie and, um, and uh, oh, that what's her name? Vanessa. Yeah, I know. I know her uh, Instagram handle, and I'm trying yeah. to think. You know, I'm trying to think of her name. Vanessa, right? Riviera, um, awesome artist. And I remember I was just getting everybody's uh, Instagram so we keep in contact. And when I saw you, a little while later, there was like a lull period, and then suddenly, so I'm getting ready to go to Bali, and then next one, okay, so I'm here now and I'm doing this, and I'm like, wait, what? And it was just this constant flow of of, of sharing, and yeah. it's a uh, it's a lot freer than I I uh, I would have thought if you would have told me what you were going to do. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better because I like I tr- I wanted to share that experience with people because um, I know everyone wants to do that, mm-hmm. like just leave and go travel or go somewhere else but it's like it's a lot and so 
I know like at least my friends wanted to know what was going on every day. Mm -hmm. Can't talk every day because it's a 12 hour time difference. Yeah. So I, I wanted to share it. Like I just, I really want to share. I want, because I watched a bunch of travel YouTubers and I was like, they inspired me and I want to do that. So you kind of use that, um, uh, that, that trepidation as a little bit of fuel, like, Hey, you know, I got to get out there and do it. Um, it's kind of scary, but it seems to me that that might be a little bit of the fuel that drives you forward. Yeah, you're, I think so. I think so. I think that's what keeps me going. I, if, it, if I know what's happening, I, I get bored, I think. Mm. That's actually, um, in a lot of business circles, uh, they'll, they'll say this when you're trying to figure out what to do next and there's something that scares you. It's like, well, if there's something that scares you, it's probably something that the business is overlooking and you need to go to it. You need to jump in that direction. Yeah. Um, Grant Cardone is, is one person that uh, is on that kick. Like, I didn't know what was going on. So next thing I know, I'm getting in there and doing it. I got to figure it out. It was the, the fear of the fear was making him more afraid. So he's like, I have to go attack this thing. Otherwise, it's going to keep making me more afraid. So, yeah, I think, yes, I am like that. I, I the, I think it's like, it's like kind of like FOMO. Like, if I don't go do this, then I'm going to be spending a lot of my mental space thinking, like, why didn't I do that? Yeah. Or like, yeah. what is it? What is it like? Like, the if of it all. It makes gives me the most like anxiety. I right. think it's a trigger of like I like shoulda coulda woulda, which my therapist said is like uh, those are bad words. Like <laughs> so I tried to get yeah. rid of those words mm -hmm. instead, and so then I lived it. So I didn't have to think that way. Yeah, no, that's 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 awesome. Um, I don't know that a lot of people really understand their drive. So thinking about it is, 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 is pretty key. Um, I really don't like putting things out there at all. Like, mm -hmm. um, the way I operate, I don't, how to put this because I don't put things out there like, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What I do is I tend to say to myself where it's like, you know what, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make a resolution to do something and it's going to be literally remarkable, meaning that somebody will have to remark about it. Somebody will have to say something at some point. And for example, when I was working in, when I was working in uh, Santa Monica, uh, I, was, I, I was doing a lot of art at the time, but nobody really knew that. So I said, if people can't tell that I'm an artist, I don't need to go around telling people that I'm an artist. Um, I just need to make it more of my personal, uh, my being, my core. If if people don't know, then it's obviously not part of my core. So I started like at lunch, I would start going to art galleries and they'd say, hey, where'd you go to lunch? And I was like, there's this little art gallery down there. And they're like, oh, okay, let's go with you. And I just kept, <clears throat> I kept just, <clears throat> I kept doing Are you okay? This. No, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm getting choked up. It's it's so it's such an emotional. It's such an emotional moment for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I started uh I was like, how do I live this? And because I never liked the idea of just I shouldn't say I didn't like it. It didn't fit me to say, hey, I'm gonna be this, I'm gonna be that, or whatever. I might say something and then I change my mind. Somebody would say, well, hey, I thought you said you were going to. And that would just send me down a weird mental tunnel that I didn't want to go down. So I started saying, you know what? If I believe it, then let me just start manifesting it, bringing it about, creating it. And if it's not literally remarkable or somebody says something about it, then I've, I don't want to say failed, but then I haven't done what I need to do. And when I was in Santa Monica, back to that, I was working, uh, I was working with a company and went out to lunch with a few people and sat down and someone said, Hey, uh, what are you guys doing this weekend? And I said, I've got an art show that I'm going to. And someone says, Oh, uh, you know, who's, whose art is it or whatever. And I said, well, I've got a piece in the show actually. So that's why I'm going. And a couple of the people knew me and they were like, yeah, wait, you're over here doing X, Y, and Z. You don't really do art. And before I could, before I could say anything, one of my other friends were like, excuse me, he's a bona fide artist and he's got da 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 da. And he pulls up my Instagram for me and just like hands it over the table to them. And they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. And that moment kind of changed my life. I was like, you know what? I didn't say anything. I just kind of lived it. And now I'm actually having a person remark on what I've done. And it, it's not validation that I'm looking for, but just the uh, confirmation that, yes, I'm putting this energy out and it's causing a change in my environment, if that makes sense. Yes, because you are connecting. You're putting you're putting out the energy of the world and to the world. And now it's being received, I guess. Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. That people are acknowledging because that perception of you is what you're, what is what you're releasing. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and of course this was part of the time where I was becoming, um, I was connecting more with the spiritual side and relating the two, the two sides, I say two sides, like they're really two, but you, you know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, the, and when the whole social media thing came around, I started just connecting more with that. Like, you know what, if I just start living like this and start making it more of a thing, like I actually didn't plan to have pictures in the background of my art, but people started asking about it. And I was like, it's all coming together now. It's just a thing. Yeah. So I'm glad. For me, like you're, you have intention of like how you want to be perceived and like how, like that you want people to know that you're an artist on their own and just be living that. And I'm, I'm in the space, I'm trying to figure out what that is. So like, when you asked me, you're like, who is Denise? And I'm like, like, (laughs) it's a huge question because everyone has a a perception of me and like a definition of me and my best friend even like when we got off the phone I called her because I was like who is Denise who is Denise and um and she has her own like words and I align with those words but I really don't know if that's that's who I'm perceiving who I want to be perceived as 
Yeah. So I'm working on how I, who I want to be perceived as. Have you ever done the, the the branding exercise, the personal branding exercise, where you like write your name in the middle as you know this is Denise, and then you start writing out all the spokes that come from that and no, any little I'm gonna do that. I'm going to write that down. Personal branding exercise. Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, you write down who you are in the middle, and then you start writing down all of the descriptors for yourself, like artist, um, you know. <laughs> great family uh supporter traveler whatever other words could describe you like when someone says who is that you find all these different words that describe you and then once you've got like i don't know seven or eight or so that you're comfortable with then you start figuring out okay what's most important to me um how do these all relate because you know i i do video games and i do art and people know me as being a person who does social media because I started doing these lives on a whim. Um, and yes, I was very scared when I started doing the lives. I, I didn't know what, what was going on, but mm -hmm. I did them. Um, 150 in a row, by the way. Wow. Yeah. It was a, it was a commitment. I don't know why I did it, but it happened. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, and you write down all of the different facets basically of who you kind of are. And over time, as you're looking at that, you, you start to realize, well, wait a minute, I'd say this, but other people say something different. Like, you know, I might say I'm a, I'm a cook, but other people may think of me just as an event planner. It's like, well, I guess I do bring people together when I serve my food, but they don't think of me as a cook for some reason. They think of me as an event planner. Huh. Mm -hmm. And what you think and what's coming from other people will start giving you, um, a better idea of what you might be putting out there. You know, it's a reflection of your energy. So yeah, um, it's just a little thought exercise. I keep it. I used to keep it on my whiteboard. I've removed it since, but it should do another one for 2022. I like that. I'm going to do that. Cause I'm like, I know what I like and I know, yeah, I just do, do I align? Like, do I think of myself as, this word or that word i guess it's kind of like eat pray love when they were like in have you seen that movie there no like, i'm gonna write it down okay it's like it's a really good movie i really like it but anyway so there she's in rome she like quit everything and she decided to travel for a year and she went to rome first and everyone was eating and they were talking about their word what's your word that mm. what's the one word that defines you and mm. Uh, she didn't know her word and she was like, I think I'm a woman in search of my word. And I think I now like this is really raw, but I really feel maybe I'm a woman in search of my word right now. Uh, an explorer of some sort. Of yeah. Sort. Oh, explorer on all uh, on all aspects. But that's a good word. I'll write that down. But <laughs> I don't know. If I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I'm aligned exactly with that word. So now that you uh... So now that you've got your social media thing going on, uh, you're, you're more comfortable with this thing that you're building. You're definitely in the kind of the build maintenance um, area of what you're doing. And um, and you, you said it was called uh, Stealth, Stealthy Presents? Stealthy yeah. Presents. Stealthy Presents, the separate club experience. Well, Stealthy Presents is like the company name. Mm -hmm. And then whoever we partner with is who we're presenting. So okay. 
For example, we are partnering with um, a female smoking group. Um, and she has like groups all over. She's from Minnesota. It's called Pink Sesh Society. And so we're hosting smoking. them smoking weed. Oh, okay. For some reason, we said like my mind, my mind went to like the old school long uh, cigarette holders, you know, oh, maybe uh, the new. The white gloves. You know, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's the new. No, it's, it's like a smoking uh, female smoking uh, group, and okay. she has an Instagram page and has followers all over. So I found her because she did a roller skating event in San Diego with her followers in San Diego. So she's doing her first event here in LA and we're doing like a, a ladies brunch mm. at the loft. And um, so it's Stealthy Presents Pink Sesh, Pink Sesh Society mm-hmm. on March 12th. So that's the whole Stealthy Presents idea. And then it, we also have Stealthy Studios, which is the loft that we're in, which is on Pierce Space for rentals. Um, and then we also host private events. So it's like the Stealthy Studios. And then my my personal um, contribution that I've been working on is Stealthy Presents the Supper Club Experience, which is um, a higher-end dining. Like the I'm trying to bring back like 1960s Copacabana. You're right, right. It's with um, with DJs and live entertainment, which yeah. doesn't have to be like showgirls or anything. It, in for me, like if it all goes well, then I'll have like those those Vivio experiences or like um, Spotify sessions, NPR, Tiny Desk, Color right, Studio, right. more like acoustic and like intimate experience with food. And then partnering with a rising chef to create a menu for that experience. Excellent. So, so are you thinking um, uh, a, a membership or is it like um, completely like season based, like every month or two months or however often you do it? You know, it's like, hey, this this month we're doing the the Halloween thing and next month we'll be doing our whatever. So is it or is it more just like a is it literally like a club, a membership kind of thing? I think um, if you ask Leland, Leland Jones, he's like the owner of Stealthy Presents, he wants it to eventually be a membership. Okay. So you, you're a member and you get access to all of these events that we're hosting. Um, and then whatever tickets are left, maybe we open it up to the public. But we really want it to be like small and low-key and yeah. like kind of get invite-only experience where we send out an email blast and we're saying these are the events and you guys get first dibs on tickets and then hopefully it never goes to the public. Like that's a, on social like that. I, I like the idea of that. Yeah, I don't want to be like, I don't want it to be a bigger venue. I just want the ticket prices to go up for seat. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say the biggest I would want the supper club experience to be is like 50 seats. So right. like this space right now is like 25 30 seats and so i only want like 20 more it might be like two lots and that'll be the space because i really want it to be intimate i kind of want to bring you know all of these like private dinner experiences that we see like celebrities go to like the met gala mm-hmm. the like uh, the president like d- dinner or whatever and then they only have like x amount of people there 
And then they have artists come to sing their acoustic versions of their songs. Right, That's right. That's awesome. But for us, we're like, we don't have to Barack Obama to see Ariana Grande do acoustic version of her music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But also, because of COVID, um, all these artists are doing like mini concert series on YouTube. Yeah. And so what would it take to have 50 seats there with the chef to have some of your fans watch that experience? And so you're already doing it. You're already going to be filming it. What's it going to take for us to have like some people to experience it with you and have like that one-on-one? Yeah, that's very cool. Um, yeah. That reminds me of uh, two not so similar, but similar things. Um, mm-hmm. I know I know a theater group that does something similar where they've got all these ideas for theatrical productions, but because of the way theater works, you can't go make these huge productions with costumes and scripts and everything that you really want to do. So they make these small, intimate performances, you know, amongst, you know, four or five actors or, or less, mm-hmm. and you get a small group of people they all know to show up, the food's catered, it's a nice small little event. And it's weird because you're just driving downtown and suddenly there's this cluster of people somewhere you're like, hey, what's that? I say, like, oh, that's one of the theater events. It's like, eh, okay, they're doing it at such and such restaurant or in this little ballroom or something. And it was always uh, an interesting experience because you're just getting something raw and creative from people that you kind of come to know. Yeah. Or, like, just taking the, like, radio play aspect of, like, the songs that artists make. Yeah. And and turn it into, like, how it originally was written. Just with the guitar. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, more intimate. So that we can understand. It's just, like, it it would be such an awesome, like, once-in-a-lifetime, like, thing. The ticket would be expensive because it's, like, you're going to go see... Ariana Grande performed like six songs acoustic with dinner right. and that that ticket will be like so expensive because like right, right. to get but you might want to do that like as your once in a lifetime thing because like I would do that if Rihanna did it yeah I would, I, so let me sell my house you know what's funny um when I was in San Diego I went to a um there was this club that had a a, a basement in it and my friend was coming down from San Francisco and I was in San Diego and he's like, yo, coming down to do one of the basement, basement club things, blah, blah, blah. But that club has a basement. It's like, yeah, dog, it's great. Okay, sure. Um, I'll come down and we'll go to it. So I forgot how much I paid, but it was a lot more than I normally would have paid, but friends are coming down. So whatever we go to this thing and you know, we're all having a good time, but there are a lot more, it's a lot more extravagant than I, I figured down in this little basement area. Um, it was actually in an, an old bank vault. So it was kind of crazy looking. They actually had the bank vault. Oh, I've been there. I've yes. been there. It's in downtown. I used yeah. to go there in college when it's like a club. They had a special event um, and I forgot what they called it. But my friend, as you said, he came down from San Francisco just for this thing in this, in the vault. And Nick Cannon was there doing this little DJ set and talking to people about his, he's like, I'm sorry, but this is like the hottest new music out there. And he played Soldier Boy uh, way before anybody had heard him. And oh, we were like, yeah, we were like, what the hell is this? You know, you, 
Yeah. So good boy, I tell, we were just like, what? Okay. Yeah. And he was like, I'm telling y'all this is the hottest song. And this is great. Da, 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 what y'all want to hear? And it was just a Nick Cannon party with, um, you know, it, was, it wasn't like a small group, but it was one of those experiences that kind of stuck with me. So mm-hmm. I've still been looking for something like that. And I'm glad you're doing this. This is very awesome. Yeah, that's something um that that's what i've been i'm pivoting like we pivot i pivoted towards because i'm passionate about that i'm also passionate about travel and how i'm gonna get people to travel so the charming wonder stuff is i i'm hosting a cabo tour which is closer Mm -hmm. it's not it's not um so far it's two hours away from la and it's from the east coast maybe like five hours but you know something a little bit closer and um easier so that we can kind of get it started and get it going so end of april i'm i'm shooting for end of april to to host that tour and do a little bit more because people have been to cabo but they don't really go to like la paz which is one of the stops on the tour okay so you know what i think i i love love what i'm hearing um i love what you're doing i think you know with pivoting people People act like there's one straight path and you'll hear about certain people having one straight path, but it's usually much more varied than that. And pivoting is part of the process to me, at least. So, you know, it'll all come together and all work out in different ways. And part of that whole journey is the surprise and what you're finding and where you go. So I am all for it. Uh, Is there anything... Um, that I may have left out that we that we might want to cover that you want to say. No, I I had a great time. I think this was super fun. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I guess we'll learn a lot of new things. Uh, so I'm glad we talked, definitely. Yeah, me too. So uh, really quick, how can people find you? Um, I have, my Instagram is at Denise, which is how I'm spelled. I spell my name anyway. It's D-Y-N-I-S-E. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of my stuff is at Denise and then my travel company is at charming wonders underscore and stealthy presents is at stealthy presents and we are hosting small, uh, soft open on March 18th. So hopefully you can make that one. It's free and we'll have like three DJs on set and then we'll have like small bites. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, very good. Um, uh, before we before we leave, is there any uh, advice you want to give people on doing their creative thing, doing their creative journey, or any thoughts you want to leave with people? Um, it was all a dream. <laughs> Excellent. If you know, you know. <laughs> baby, baby. Yes. Uh, so, so thank, thank you very you much, so much, Denise. Uh, very good having you on. Um, as I said, uh, I'll be distributing this later and i'll have all your links up and i'll definitely be in contact with you again on this okay thank you so much for having me it was super fun all right thanks bye bye hey thanks for joining me on this podcast you all make everything i do possible and i really do appreciate it so even if you've got me on social please visit mrbenja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes all right i'll see you next time peace